Oh. Arden. Hello. Do you hear that? Sounds like a sleigh. I hear jingle bells. Oh! You know what that means. That means it's time for the second annual Holiday Spectacular. Wow, that was a lot of enthusiasm. Yes, it was, dear wife of mine, Arden Nordstrom, co-host of Time and Attention. I am also the co-host of the show, Chris Bailey. Oh, it's that time of the of the year. The cozy time. The cozy time. Get your hot chocolate. Christmas lights. Christmas lights are on. Tree is bumping. Covered in presents underneath. Just covered. <laughs> lucky yeah. us. Lucky us and lucky you. Thank you for joining us in the second annual holiday spectacular. But not the only. No. Last year you said it was the first and only holiday spectacular. Yeah. At the time it was the only. This is no longer an well, only type situation. I originally said it as kind of a, a joke almost. The you know, the first and only annual holiday spectacular. But uh here we are again. Yes. Oh, Very exciting. What a what an exciting time of the year. So, how has this year been for you? It's been a whirlwind. Yeah. Whew. As we talked about last time, it's not often uh, you know, leaning on others is the uh, subject of of a podcast, but it's been a it's been a year. It's been a year. It's funny, last year we were talking about how weird of a year 2020 was and that 2021 will be you know, totally different, but it was uh, a lot of the same. I mean, we were able to see a lot more people in 2021 <laughs> yeah. than we were able to see in 2020. So that I'm very grateful for. We did get a little, and vaccines came out uh, this year. Oh, we were able to get vaccinated. Oh, we this got year. a vaccine this year. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. We're very grateful for that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, with so many more people around the world being able to be vaccinated, yeah. it's, it's exciting. We got to get those out to everybody. Yes. Yeah. Uh, definitely high on the priority list for 2022. Yeah. Hopefully, if you don't have your shot, please get it. If you can, yeah. Yeah, if yeah. you can. Yeah, if it's available to you. But today we wanted to talk about something a little different from what's in the news. Uh, we, we wanted to use this second annual holiday podcast spectacular to talk about productivity of all things and productivity over the holidays. So, you know, this idea of productivity, I think it's what has drawn a lot of people to the podcast in the first place. We talk about our favorite apps. We talk about our favorite techniques, our rituals, our habits, uh, things we do as a couple, things we do individually in our work, in our home lives. But the holidays are less about productivity and more about connection. Now, obviously, we have people tuning in, listening to this very sentence from all around the world, which is why we call it a holiday spectacular. We were doing a bit of Googling, uh, be, be, a little bit of Wikipedia-ing before the, the podcast to learn what different people celebrate around the world, which is really, really interesting. Christmas, Hanukkah, what were the other ones? I mean, other, other big celebrations don't really tend to take place around like uh, the the solar calendar. So They're right more aligned with like the lunar calendar, uh, which follows okay. at different times so of So right the year. now we're hitting the Christmas slash Hanukkah crowd. Yeah, I mean, this year Hanukkah was a bit earlier, <laughs> yeah. so that one's passed. But I mean, it's it's I mean, around the world, the nice lights are just enjoyable. Yeah, 
to to take in, yeah. even if you don't celebrate Christmas. Though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a time of goodness. It's and a time of goodness and a time of less productivity. Um, you know, this is, uh, I always find it fascinating to, to view the stats of my website over the holidays because I never see as much of a nosedive in how many, in how people are reading about productivity as during the holidays, especially this week, the week that Christmas falls upon. And productivity can tend to take over our lives with so much we have to get done. Uh, we're always kind of in this productivity mode with a productivity mindset of sorts, where we're always thinking about what the opportunity cost of our time happens to be. Uh, it comes with, <laughs> you're laughing because that's an econ word, opportunity cost, but it, it really, the opportunity cost is really just us considering all the things that we could be doing instead of what we're currently doing. And it often comes from a lack of working with intention behind what we do, uh, a lack of enjoying what we do, which uh, as well fills our mind with guilt, doubt, worry that we're spending our time on the best possible thing. This all comes from often the weight that responsibility puts on us. But it's possible to set this productivity mindset aside, and that's what I'm going to encourage or challenge, rather, uh, you to do this holiday season. So how do you do that? Well, good question, Arden Nordstrom, which leads me to the next bullet in my notes here. So, <laughs> so what, what I do is at the start of every day, I've, I've been doing this for, for quite some time now, uh, since recovering from a period of burnout in my work, actually, um, because I realized that this productivity mindset was seeping into almost every part of my life and was preventing me from just enjoying things as they unfolded around me. Uh, so from that point, I said, wait, okay, productivity is great, but it needs some boundaries in my life. How am I going to define those boundaries that work in at home? I started to define what I like to call productivity hours. And I do this at the top of my to-do list as kind of a reminder. Um, and then I can actually look at what's on my to-do list to figure out what my productivity hours should be that day at work and at home. Uh, the work ones usually fall in the boundaries of work, you know, that a lot of time that I give myself to work every day. But that's just the time that I focus on productivity, that I uh, deploy all these different strategies, tactics, hacks, whatever you want to call them. And then outside of that, that's leisure time. And the, these days, you know, it kind of, it's a heartbeat, right? Some days there's a lot of leisure time uh, because it's the holidays. And other times there's dinners to prepare, there's gifts to rather, there's a lot of stuff to do. Uh, and so there's less, um, le less leisure time and, and more time for the things that have to be done versus the things that I want to do. Uh, but that's, that's essentially the how-to. But the benefits of this are Manyfold, you could say. I think this is actually, you've been talking about this idea of productivity hours for quite a yeah. while now. And I don't think I've ever really understood it until now. So, oh. wow. I've just How been exciting. mentioning it because uh, I, I thought the def I thought it was one of those things where the definition is in the name. I mean, I, I think because my work is just kind of everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> and um, every time. The every idea of productivity hours, I guess, never really resonated with me. Mm. But I, I like this idea. I could get behind this over the holidays. Yeah. So, and that's the beauty of it is it focuses on the way that we relate to the work that we have to do, whether that's work at 
home or whether that's work at work. And so we essentially have the tasks that we've got to do, you know, the things that we have to do. Uh, and then there's the things that we get to do the things that we choose to do out of our own volition that brings us a lot of enjoyment. And when we kind of just do things that we've got to do all day long and, and not set aside any time for the things that we have an opportunity to do that bring us meaning, it, it kind of sucks <laughs> because we just spend all of our time doing chores and just kind of doing things slowly. But I, I, this is one of those cases where clearly defining boundaries around our productivity practice can make us way more focused because we can see that there's an end time in sight. And I find this is the case at home too, where there's kind of the things that I have to do every evening, uh, the chores, the cleaning up, the dead, you know, you name it. And so that I find, at least for me, that they take quite some time when I do them sporadically because there's no big drive or motivation to get a lot of things done. But when I do them all at once in kind of a productivity hour or two in, in an evening, I find that they really don't take a lot of time and I have way more time to relax, to play video games, to hang out with you, to read, to, to watch lectures. Some, I like oh, to do how, my, how unproductive well, of you using your leisure time well, to watch I, lectures. I enjoy lectures, but, but it also, you know, kind of the main benefit that this confers onto how we manage our time is we get to, to step back from the stress that is brought on from this productivity mindset where we're always thinking about the, the opportunity cost of our time. And there's kind of that, that weight that that weight that comes from this responsibility that we have so much to do. But when we set aside a bit of time for leisure, we unwind more deliberately, more thoughtfully, and we don't have the guilt because we've gotten everything done. We've decided when we're, we were going to work. And the rest of the time outside of our productivity hours, that, that is sweet, sweet leisure time, baby. Yeah, getting over the guilt can take time. I think this yeah. is something that a lot of us just feel when we're not working or not yeah. not thinking about work. So give yourself time to 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 ease into that new mindset, I guess, yeah. because the the lack of guilt will take some time to get over. Yeah, and guilt and, and doubt and worry are I find very informative emotions when it comes to how we spend our time. You know, guilt is kind of this tension that we feel with how we've spent our time in the past. This doubt is this tension with uh, how we're spending our time currently. And this worry is this, uh, it comes from the future, you know, with something that hasn't happened yet, where we feel this tension with with something that may or may not happen. I, I find that usually the things that I worry about don't end up happening, 90 to 95% of them. But guilt, doubt, and worry are the same emotion. I, I really believe they're this mental tension that comes from different parts of time. And often they originate when we spend our time unintentionally. And they, they kind of come flooding in to fill the gap that this lack of intentionality uh, leaves us. And, and this is one of the beautiful parts about this is when you compartmentalize that productivity mindset, thinking and caring about what you have to get done, it's just more enjoyable. You know, you feel less guilt, doubt, and worry when you make that pre-decision. And if you still experience that, you're totally right. You might, especially at the beginning. It's an opportunity to step back and reflect and think, okay, what am I actually doubting? Is it the fact that I'm 
not working for once and enjoying myself and feel, feeling guilty because there's that opportunity cost, but I already made that pre-decision? Or is it something else? Is it something deeper? Is it just, need, is it just something that I need to get over? More reflection time. More yeah, Make sure you build that time. in. And yeah. I mean, the holidays are a really great time for that. You can reflect on this, but you can also just reflect on other things as well, like what you're grateful for, which is a good thing to do at the end of the year. What are a few things you're grateful for? Oh, I'm grateful for so many things right now. I mean, I'm in a position where I get to do work that I love mm-hmm. every single day. Uh, I also get to work with people who are just yeah, your, constantly your work teaching really, me. Your work really does excite you. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm so grateful for the work I get to do. Yeah. And I hope that after my PhD, I just get to do more work like this because <laughs> I love what I get to do. And I love that I get to work with the people that I do. I'm constantly working with people who are challenging me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nice thing about the the work I do is that I work with academics. I work with practitioners. That's a I nice work thing? With, yes, I love it. I'm constantly <laughs> learning. And to be able to have a job where you're, you just get to ask questions and learn new ways to answer them. It's pretty awesome. And I'm so, so grateful. And I'm also grateful for you. If you listened to the last episode, you know that I've had a rough couple of months uh, just with (laughs) work. No, I wouldn't say rough. I'd say busy. busy, intensely busy. And uh, you've just been like a huge, huge support for that. And I'm very, very grateful for you. So mm. uh, more so than ever. So I'm very lucky. Oh. And, and I love that I we, we live in a country where I So it's I'm only downhill from, from here. No, it's on a... Chris got me a mug one time that says like the diminishing returns of time with you never diminish, uh, which is amazing because it's just a linear increasing curve. Anyway, oh boy. I won't oh boy. go into what that means, wow. but it means that wow. adding more time with you is just always better. Wow. We've lost everybody. Sorry. Beep, boop, boop. It doesn't matter what we say from this point on. Nobody's uh, listening. Anymore. I'm just grateful for you and for grateful for the work I do and grateful yeah. for the country we live in. It's a nice place to live. Canada. Even though it's freezing cold right now. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Merry Christmas. It's snowing. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, it, it's true. And, and you know, you mentioned the work that you get to do. That That's something I've been thinking a lot about. You know, what are the tasks in my work that I've got to do? And what are the tasks that I feel I get to do? And there's a huge dividing line between those. And uh, I think so much of creating meaningful work for ourselves when we have the autonomy, the flexibility to do so, is to really up the ratio of things that we get to do compared to the things that we feel we have to do. And this is something that I've tried to, over time, optimize my work around, maybe without necessarily being aware of that fact. But there are certain jobs, I I look at the different jobs I've had over time, the ratio is always different between what I have got to do and what I get to what I feel I get to do. It's kind of awkward to say, I guess, but I've come to really enjoy that frame. Yeah, I love that. And you can find... A meaning in a lot of work. Like it doesn't, yeah. you don't have to be saving the world to find meaning in what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you can always find a way to connect to the work you're doing. Well, yeah. And, and I, I think part of that's not to go off on a tangent, but realizing that meaning is not something that you find. It's something that you create and you create it in work by being present with what you're doing. I forget who said this, but somebody once said that even a phone book can be engaging if you're just present with it. Oof, that's an extreme example, but yeah, yeah. I, I love that idea. Like you can you can find meaning in whatever you're doing yeah. or whatever you're attending to. So that's our challenge for you this holiday season. Find meaning. Find, find gratitude. Do you, do, you, do you hear that? I do. What is that? It's uh, a little more jingle bells. Santa is on his way again. A couple days early. 
Yeah, four days early, in fact. Maybe he's doing a test run. Yeah, it's a test drive. But anyway, oh, I guess the next time we put out a podcast will be the new year. Here's to 2022. Here's to 2022 and a toast to 2021's past. Uh, We hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Thank you for joining us on the second annual holiday spectacular. Have a wonderful holiday and an even more incredible new year. Bye.